Welcome to Trifecta Now, Living a Course in Miracles. This is season three, and it's called The Course. Episode eight, Awakening, A New Beginning, and The Final Vision. Welcome back. This is the final episode in this series. I'm excited about the next season. The Journey will be a continuation of the book's teachings with more added life journeys and experiences to share. The book ends with an overview of everything it has shared. Awakening to the life that is real and not the one we created for ourselves. A new beginning is a start and changed perception of this world. If we can let go of our judgment of others and move past our past, then a wonderful new beginning is on the horizon. The vision we have of this world is solely one we created. If we can open our eyes and minds to the possibility of a better vision, happy moments, and forgotten pasts, then the world will look new and exciting and free from burdens of any kind. Awakening. It is suggested that our biggest obstacle is our fear of God. I think the word fear might confuse this meaning. I believe it is our fear of God that stops us from accepting this as truth. But fear comes in many forms. I think it's our lack of faith which equates to the fear of the unknown. To put a value and principles to an unknown entity is scary and to many terrifying. In chapter 29, called The Awakening, in paragraph one, which, which is referred to as the closing of the gap, the very first sentence says this, and I quote, there is no time, no place, and no state where God is absent. There is nothing to be feared. There is no way in which a gap could be conceived of in the wholeness that is his, end quote. He is in us. It boils down to our acceptance of an unknown presence. Can we put our life's journey into his hands? Can we let go of this life's reality and, and accept that it is not what truly is reality? And finally, can we change our perceptions so that peace, joy, and love will reside with us every day? This is a solo journey. We came into this life by ourselves, but we will leave it and we will leave it in the same way. When I say by ourselves, I am referring to our bodies. In no way do I believe we are ever alone. We are all part of the whole. In this life, we have come as separate bodies, and that might be what was presented to us as our first challenge. Overcome the body, and there lies our true selves. Let go of our attachment to bodies and we will see who we truly are and who those around us are. What if it's that simple? But we all know it's not that simple. On paper, maybe. But in our daily lives, it would take work and a commitment to change. In the same chapter under the heading, The Coming of the Guest, in paragraph one, it says, and I quote, Until you realize you give up nothing, until you understand there is no loss, you will have regrets about the way you have chosen and you will not see the many gains your choice has offered you. Yet though you do not see them, they are there, end quote. Awakening lies in our attachments to this world. It is difficult to see things as they really are when you are invested in what you want them to be. Imagine waking up one day and feeling so amazing and wonderful about that day in that moment. 
We really don't have to imagine that because I think most of us have experienced days like these. But now imagine that is every day. Change is the key agent to achieving this. We physically do not change. We age, but our minds do not change unless we make the the decision to do so. We are, in fact, changeless. Our minds and spirits have an immortal status just as heaven does. The reason it is consistently stated that heaven can be found on earth is because it resides in each one of us. It is just waiting to be awakened and recognized for its existence. Nothing is outside of us. Nothing real, that is. To awaken, we must forgive and let go of anything that burdens our minds. We must release ourselves from the dream of the future. It is only in this moment can we ever be fully aware. It is only in this moment that peace and joy reside. As a species, we are slaves to idols. An idol is a false belief, a thing, a person, or a wish made real by us for the purpose of satisfying our egos. Idols are made up. They are not real. The basic purpose of idols is the hope that they will bring more to the worshiper than it gives to other worshipers. And if that idol fails, then we replace it with the hope that the new thing person, belief, or wish will then grant us what we want. God has no need for idols. How can someone who sees everyone as part of the whole, oneness, ever believe there is more than one? He does not. He is waiting for us to let go as well. Waiting for us to awaken to the call of oneness. A new beginning. Change only happens when we decide it's going to. Anything we choose to do will be done when we make it part of our lives and who we are. A willingness to practice each step and shift from this being a new idea to rules of thought. These rules of thought need to become rules by which we live this life. On average, it takes 60 to 66 days to create a habit. Some volumes of the book have a workbook for students. They are daily lessons, 365 days to be exact, that can be helpful to make the habit. It's taken me reading this book eight times now to get the thoughts firmly planted into my mind. I'm not saying you need to read the book that many times, but the more you review what the book is asking and the suggestions it makes, the easier it gets over time. There is a certain readiness for this too. If it seems too hard, then you're not ready. I had the book for almost 20 years, and it took me numerous attempts before I started reading it. I remember thinking when I finally did pick it up that last time, oh my, I guess this is the time I'm going to do this. My new beginning started in 2015, and it has only grown with each new day. To say it has changed my life is a bit of an understatement. It has enlightened my journey and given me a clear direction. I am at peace, happy, and content with my life. I understand love too and accept what it truly is and no longer try to make it something I want it to be. My mind is quiet and no longer feel fear and anxiety. 
I get thrown off occasionally. Like everyone, I have days where I feel out of sorts and find myself being drawn into other people's negativity and misery. I have made it a daily goal to awaken making no decisions about my day, literally navigating it moment by moment. I have a job, so I have a general idea of what's coming and what I have to do that day. But beyond that, I honestly entertain no other thoughts. If some come in, I tell myself to let them go. The book suggests that every morning you say these words, and I quote, today I will make no decisions by myself, end quote. I remember when I first read this, I thought, do I have to ask others to make decisions for me or consult someone before I make a decision? No and yes, you do have to consult someone before you make a decision. I ask my dog occasionally, and I think if she ever answers, I am going to do exactly what she says. Over the years now, when random thoughts or thoughts that cause discord or upset to my day pop in my mind, I hear a voice. It's my voice, but another version of me, and I hear it tell me what to do. Throughout my life, I've heard that voice but rarely listened and never really took it to heart. These days, that voice talks to me daily, and I am at total peace with its input and what it has to say. Mostly, it reminds me to let stuff go and to let the universe do its jobs. I would not be spending this much time explaining this to everyone who will listen if I did not think it would change your life for the better. In chapter 30, which is called The New Beginning, Rules for Decisions, there's a section called Rules for Decisions, paragraph 15 says this, and I quote, your day is not at random. It is set by what you choose to live it with and how the friends whose counsel you have sought perceives your happiness. You always ask advice before you can decide on anything, end quote. It goes on to say in paragraph 17, quote, it needs but two. These two are joined before there can be a decision. Let this be the one reminder that you keep in mind and you will have the day you want and give it to the world by having it yourself, end quote. This is saying that when you open your mind up for someone else to come in and assist you with your decisions, then happiness is found. The second quote goes on to say it takes two, jo- two joined in thought to make a decision. It is also reminding us that when you achieve the day you want, you, in, you will instinctively give that happiness and joy to others. Happy people spread their happiness. You may be wondering who I think that voice belongs to, the one in my mind. I said it sounds like me, but it's not quite the me I know. I have no doubt that my decisions are being guided by the Holy Spirit, and it is in her wisdom and input I listen to every day. It started slow, almost like she was waiting for me to get used to it. Now I seek her input for guidance and I ask her assistance with an outcome and a decision. The book has repeatedly said that reality cannot be changed, that what is truly real is the same and never changes. Appearances are deceiving because they can change. Everything we see changes. Before it changed, we thought it was real. 
then when the change happens, we think that's real. Our reality then is reduced to form. And now we know form changes. God's reality is changeless. I think this is the best way to describe how what we see as real is not real. Yet we place false hope and belief in it. A new beginning is a shift from what we think to be real to what is real. We will still have to navigate around and over all the so-called truths being given to us. However, I think the best way to move it aside is to ask yourself when roadblocks and negativity crosses your path, ask yourself this one question. Do I feel love right now? If the answer is no, then it's not real. And you need to let it go and make that shift in perception. The final vision. The final vision is our salvation. Salvation is our destination to a peace and love-filled existence. An eternal existence. Not one counted by the hours in this world, but rather one that is lived in the moments and only concluding when our next journey is on the horizon. It is a simple journey, only made complicated and confusing by our lack of willingness to accept this simple life. We are so invested in control and specialness that we have tied up our minds into knots and tangled wires. We make a simple decision into a final judgment. In chapter 31, which is called The Final Vision, in the first part, it's called The Simplicity of Salvation. In paragraph 13, sorry, paragraph 12, it reads, quote, Let us be still an instant and forget all things we ever learned, all thoughts we had, and every preconception that we hold of what things mean and what their purpose is. Let us remember not our own ideas of what the world is for. We do not know. Let every image held of everyone be loosened from our minds and swept away. End quote. In other words, forgive and forget. Let go of all of it and live in this moment where none of that exists any longer. Hate, hurt feelings, resentment, and regret are all wasted energy and emotions. They serve no purpose and only hold us back from finding peace and happiness. The only one being punished for those feelings are you. Let them go. The next, there's another part in that chapter called Walking with Christ. In paragraph six, it says, and I quote, Then let us wait an instant and be still. Everything we thought we heard, remembering how much we do not know, this brother neither leads nor follows us, but walks beside us on the self-same road. He's like us, as near or far away from what we want as we will let him be. We make no gains he does not make with us, and we fall back if he does not advance. Take not his hand in anger, but in love, for in his progress do you count your own. End quote. Again, the book is telling us that our strength and final vision is in our oneness. The sooner we can accept we are all in this together, 
the faster we will move to the peace and love we all desire. If we continue to condemn our brothers and sisters for qualities and appearances we do not like, then we are still judging and punishing others for things we cannot let go of. We cannot advance alone. We need one another. There's another part in that chapter called The Real Alternative. And in paragraph three, it says, and I quote, There is no choice where every end is sure. Perhaps you would prefer to try them all. Before you really learn, there are but one. The roads this world can offer seem to be quite large in number. But the time has come where everyone begins to see how like they are to one another. Men have died on seeing this because they saw no way except the paths offered by this world. And learning they led nowhere lost their hope. End quote. When I first read this, I equated it with people who have taken their own lives. Not everyone, but those who could not see hope and could find no peace in this world. If we do not let go of the past, then the future surely looks bleak. This vision is asking that you look nowhere but to this moment. This very moment when you are listening to my voice right now and letting nothing else in. This moment when you look around you and you see what is there and hear what is around you with no thoughts in your mind but what your eyes and ears are letting in. In this same chapter, there's a a section called self-concept versus self. And in paragraph 14, it says this, and I quote, The concept of self has always been the great preoccupation of the world. And everyone believes that he must find the answer to the riddle of himself. Salvation can be seen as nothing more than the escape from concepts. It does not concern itself with content of the mind but with the simple statement that it thinks. Paragraph 15 goes on to say, and I quote, Seek not yourself in symbols. There can be no concept that can stand for what you are. End quote. We have been taught that our learning and growth will come from self-discovery. That the more we understand our own minds and explore our true selves, will we be free and at peace. The truth is, We only move further away from our purpose and our oneness when we try to do that. We have bombarded our minds with useless and futile information that will serve no purpose and will never find us the oneness our spirits seek. In paragraph 17, and I quote, it says this, There is no statement that the world is more afraid of than this. I do not know the thing I am. And therefore, do not know what I am doing, where I am, or how to look upon the world or on myself. Yet in this learning is salvation born. And what you are will tell you of itself. Wow. Imagine that not knowing anything is a good thing. But most importantly, the book is telling us that finding ourselves is not a solo task. It is only in joining and sharing with our brothers and sisters 
will we discover who we truly are. And we do not have to do a single thing except letting it happen. (laughs) In conclusion, at the beginning of this series, I quoted what is written in the introduction of the book, A Course in Miracles. It says that the course can therefore be summed up very simply in this way. Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. Herein lies the peace of God. I also stated that by the time we got here, those words would make sense to you. I'm hoping they do, but just in case, I'm going to help you a little bit here. If this world is not real, which the Course says it isn't, then it really does not exist. If it's not real, it cannot hurt or threaten us. When we acknowledge and accept that stated fact, then peace is found. The kind of peace that God is all about. I hope this series has clarified what the book A Course in Miracles is all about. I strongly suggest you read it if you have not yet done so. It can be purchased from the publishers, The Foundation of Inner Peace. Their website and email address are listed on the details about this episode. Thank you for listening. In two weeks, I will, up, I will upload episode one, The Journey, which is a new season. That'll be season four. And that'll be t- titled, How Did We Get Here? That date is on Sunday, September 6th. Remember, this is our journey. Let us keep finding our way. Live in this moment. It is the only one that matters. Always love, Denise.